And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf, but she's under the weather, and pitch-hitting for her is my crabby brother Vince. In this hour... It's a comedy quiz on You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx from 1955. But first, it's Beat the Co-Host. In order to beat the co-host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Ernie must correctly answer more true or false questions about Elvis Presley songs than my brother Vince. And uh, I think that's how we play the game, right, bro? Right. I'm ready. Say hi to Ernie. Hi, hi, Ernie. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Vince. How are you guys doing? I'm good. We're good here. We're doing good, Ernie. And um, I got confirmation. I just got a text from Lisa Wolf. She's actually listening in. So Ooh. let's not let her down. Let's oh, uh, no. see if now, we can. I was... have to be on my toes Yeah, now. be on your toes, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's good to talk to you, Ernie. It's always great to have you on the show, my friend. Um, all right, so uh, uh, thank you. here's how it works. I'm going to start with you, Ernie. I'm going to pl- I'm going to play a little clip from an Elvis song, and then I'm going to give all you right. a statement, a statement about that song, and you tell me if you think it's true or false. And my brother will also chime see, in. If I was playing against you, I'd know how I would just go yes, against whatever. Exactly. You said, so it's going to throw me off. <laughs> it's going to be a little tougher. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh boy, I, I love it. I love it. All right, here's a little clip from a, from a 1972 Elvis song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl, 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 you're going to set me on fire. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, Bro, you know what that is, right? Yeah, burning Ernie? love. All right, burning love. Okay, so here's a statement about the song, all right? And uh, Ernie, you go first. This song, was, right. this song was such a hit that RCA released it in standard length on the A side of the single and in an extended version that had Elvis talking some of the lyrics on the B side. Is that true or false, Ernie? That definitely sounds like it would be a true. Okay, so Ernie says true. Bro? I think you made that up, bro. Really? Yeah, I do. Huh. So I say false. So Ernie, 
Batman, bro. Oh. It is it is false. I completely made that up. Wow. The, See, I know you, brother. All right, I know. All right, all right. I'm just playing the field right now. Yeah, the B side was it's a matter of time. All right, so I, I thought I would. I figured, I, I figured I'd fool somebody with that one. I thought it was a pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah you're slick on that one. I got I Ernie. I got, got Ernie. I was trying to it. channel a little of uh, Lisa's trickery there. I, I thought oh, that that man. was true when you said did it. Did you, Mike? Yes, I did. <laughs> I got Mike, too. All right, here's a song number two. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. All right, we all know this song, right? You know this one, bro? This is mine. Yep. Ernie, Suspicious Minds. All right, we're going to start with my brother on this one. Bro, Gloria Gaynor, who was 26 years old and at the start of her singing career, sang backup vocals on this song. Is that true or is that false? I'm going to say true. Okay. Ernie? Well, he sounded pretty confident throwing that out there. I'm going to agree with them. Say true also. All right, so you both say true. So here it is. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. All right. Both. All right. Gotcha Thanks. both. Man, I am really channeling uh, Lisa's trickery, huh? Yeah, I guess. Oh, my goodness. So that is false. Yeah. It's like Lisa never left. I know. Here's uh, But here's the, it's false. And I hope to you, Ben. <laughs> but here's an interesting tidbit. Future Grateful Dead vocalist Donna Jean Gotchaws sang backup vocals on this song. So, well, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, now we know. Yeah, now we do. Song number three, 1956 release. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lone Street, that heartbreak hotel. All right. Oh, thank you so lonely, baby. All right. So uh, we all know that awesome hit, Heartbreak, uh, Heartbreak Hotel. Here is, uh, this is for Ernie. You ready, Ernie? All right, we got this. All right, here's the statement. This was Elvis's first song for his new record label, RCA Victor. First song for RCA Victor. True or false? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really pretend like I'm going to answer this right and say uh, that, that's false. It's false, okay. Bro, what do you think? Uh, well, I know it's not his first hit, but I'm going to say true on that label, RCA label. So here's for Ernie. And here's All for my brother. Right, no. <laughs> Ernie, it really ain't really working out. Too not, well for me Ernie's tonight. not on his A game tonight. <laughs> All right, so that one is true. Boy, that was I his. I knew Elvis. Yeah, that was his first song uh, for RCA Victor. Um, so, bro, oh, you, bro is two out of three so far. Ernie, I'm, I'm afraid to say, is zero for three right now. What? Uh, man. Okay, so here's us. Are you sure? <laughs> I want to recount on that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You know, we we have, uh, you'll hear the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'm afraid you're, um... all right, here's not, here's song, song number four. Here we go. 1957. Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting as a bug. I'm in love. 
I'm all shook up. All right, 1957, all shook up. Here's a statement, and we'll go to my brother. You ready, bro? I'm ready. All All right. Elvis, are you ready for this now, guys? Elvis shook. He is. <laughs> Elvis. I'm gonna get a buzzer. I know it. I already hear it. <laughs> Elvis shook up a bottle of RC cola and it sprayed all over him, which became the inspiration for the song. Is that true or false, bro? I'm gonna say because RC cola was very popular back then. I'm gonna say true. Okay. My brother says true. What do you think, uh, Ernie? Well, only because I don't want to hear her. Eh, again. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say true. <laughs> All right, so you both say true. So here's for both of you guys. Oh, man. Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, you sure? that is... <laughs> is that, do, you have, do you have another button? I no. I, I, not for you, I, I don't. Not for that. you, I don't, Ernie. Sorry. So the answer is yes. false. But here's uh, here's a little tidbit. In 1957, Elvis said, "I went to bed one night, had a dream, and woke up all shook up. I phoned a pal and told him about it. By morning, he had a new song called All Shook Up. That's wow. the inspiration for the song. Okay. All no, right. no, no. I believe it was the other way around. I believe he had accidentally spilled that soda. That's, that's <laughs> sorry. <happened>. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, the score. Go with that? No, no, this. sorry. Score is two out of four for my brother, 0 for 4 for oh, Ernie. Boy. But we have one more. Ernie, you can, oh, you, awesome. you, can, you can get one here. You ready? All right, 1957 release. Uh, that's Teddy Bear, of course. And uh, we'll go with, uh, am I going with Ernie? Yeah, Ernie. You ready, Ernie? Oh, why don't you just give me the buzzer now? All right, I will. Here you go. All right. Now, okay. here's the, here's the statement. Arm. You're going to get this one right. This this song okay. This song was featured in Presley's 1957 film, Loving You. This song was featured in Presley's 1957 song, Loving You. Is that true or is that false? Boy, I was at a Uh, Oh, boy. Uh, I'm so nervous about this answer because I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Gut feeling is true. All right, so Ernie says true. What do you think? I'm going to say true. You both say true? Because he's got to get one. You're right. Like he does He does have to get one. There what? you go. What? You got one, Ernie. Woo-hoo. And you know what else you're going to get, Ernie? Four CD set what is that? of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. Sound good? Well, that sounds more than good. That sounds awesome. All right, got to run. We're running behind, but thanks, Ernie. Appreciate Thanks, Ernie. You, buddy. Take care, buddy. Awesome Thank you. you too, bud. When we come back, you bet your life. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Whenever we play You Bet Your Life, people are always like, oh, play more You Bet Your Life. It's so much fun. It's so awesome. I mean, you know, Groucho Marx, bro, as you know, because you watched the TV show oh, yeah. growing up. You know, this was a radio and TV show for a while. It was just on radio. Then they put it on television simultaneously with the radio show. Worked 
great on both, you know, both venues. And uh, Groucher was amazing. He was the perfect person for this. He would, of course, uh, chat with uh, contestants. And if you said the secret word, you'd win $100. And um, then you came back and you guessed for guessed questions for more money. It was just it was just absolutely fantastic. It was created by a guy by the name of uh, George Goodell. And um, you know what? It was super popular. Even today, it's on television with Jay Leno as the, as the host. So let's go back to February 7th, 1955. Here's part one of You Bet Your Life. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is shoe. S-H-O-E. Shoe enough? <laughs> you bet your life. The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples tonight. Fenneman, who's face to try for it? Groucho, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a young mother and a grandfather. And here they are, Mrs. Sherry Van Pelt and Mr. Frederick Hall. Meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you, you have with you. A young mother and a grandma. A young mother and a grandmother. No, a grandfather, huh? <laughs> Mrs. Sherry Van Pelt. That's a pretty fancy name, isn't it? Uh, how old are you, Sherry? Eighteen. Eighteen, huh? And a mother? Mm-hmm. Land sakes, these new inventions they have today. Huh? <laughs> Grandpa, uh, Frederick Hall is your name. Is that, is that right? That's right. Where, where are you from, uh, Pappy? I was originally from Massachusetts, born in Rockport, about 36 miles north of Boston. Came to Los Angeles in 1910. Well, you're really an old, uh, an old settler, huh? Almost a native son. How, how old are you? Uh? I'm 73. 73? Well, you don't look it. I thought you were about 60. What sort of work do you do, Mr.? Uh... Well, I'm at present practicing law. For 18 years, I was serving the city of Los Angeles as public defender up to 48. Well, the city of Los Angeles can use all the defending you can get. Huh? <laughs> what sort of work does your husband do, uh, Sherry? He's a machine operator for a television antenna manufacturer. You, you say he's a machine operator? Yeah. Uh-huh. And how'd you meet him? Oh, we were Was he operating at the time? <laughs> you met in school? Yes. You happily married? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Well, that's, that's unusual. <laughs> As a young mother, did you have any children? Naturally. <laughs> Naturally, you say, well, I'm glad to hear it. You... <laughs> What you, what you meant was that you couldn't be a mother unless you had children, isn't that, isn't that it? Of course. Well, that's not quite true. I've got children and I'm not a mother. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many whippersnappers do you have? Uh, how many uh, children do you have? One. <laughs> a girl. A girl? Mm-hmm. And how old is this little girl? One year. Did you give up a career to get married? School. You were glad to get out of the classroom, mm-hmm. huh? What was there about your husband that swept you off your feet? 
Oh, yes. Could you talk a little bit louder? Mm -hmm. You look beautiful, but they'd also like to hear what you're saying. <laughs> You'll either have to talk louder or do grinds or something. You know. <laughs> he was, he was good-looking? Had a nice car. He was real smooth. He was smooth, eh? <laughs> what do you mean by smooth? You mean he hadn't started to shave yet? <laughs> Grandpa, you're still over there, aren't you? Oh, yes, I'm here. I'm Glad here. to hear it. It isn't often that old granddad lasts this long. <laughs> Well, that's not the point. Let's get back to where we were. Huh? Uh, do you have any children? Uh, Four. Two you... boys, two girls. Uh-huh. Grandchildren? Eight. Mm -hmm. Were any of your grandchildren named after you? No, they were not. Uh, my younger son married a bishop's daughter, and so they took the names of their children out of the Bible. They have Peter and Matthew, Luke and Mark. Well, those are uh, nice. The next one maybe has a car. I don't know. Might <laughs> be Rachel. How long have you been married, uh, Fred? Forty-six years. Have you been happy all that time? Absolutely. Forty-six years of marriage, two wars, a stock market crash. Yes, we have no bananas and the thing. <laughs> and through it all, I want to ask you one question. I, I want to ask you, why didn't you shoot yourself? Huh? Well, I never was able to get a gun that I thought I could hold. <laughs> now, what are the problems that confront a year-old bride? Oh... Mostly that uh, she can't find any friends that are married that are that young. Grandpa, are you still happy? Uh, Tell me. What do you suggest? How can uh, Sherry find some friends her age? Well, I'd suggest perhaps joining some club, youthful membership. You mean like the Campfire Girls? That'd be good. Yeah. I was a Campfire Girl until my voice started to change right in the middle of Polly Wally Doodle all the day. <laughs> you belong to any clubs? Yeah, I belong to the Elks. The Elks, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, is that so? How long have you been in Elks? 30 years. Well, you're a fine-looking specimen. <laughs> How much would you charge to hang over my fireplace? <laughs> well, I might uh, do it for consideration. Now, what is the purpose of the Elks Club? Well, primarily charity, and uh, this year we're adopting the program of, nationally, of cerebral palsy, we initiated a program which we hope will be carried out throughout the United States. Well, all this world needs is more people like you, Fred. Grandpa, you're still happy, aren't you? Oh, yes, yeah, still happy. Well, I'm happy that you're happy. Well, I'm Confidentially, happy. now, in all your years of, of marriage, have you ever kissed anybody besides your wife? Well, not seriously. <laughs> Well, you've got a wonderful opportunity right now, eh, Sherry? Oh, boy. <laughs> Sherry, you, you wouldn't mind kissing a man who's old enough to be your great-grandfather, would you? No. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Fred, you can take the other side, huh? Okay, I'll do that. Well, now, let's get down to serious business. As though that wasn't, eh? <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. Right, right now, there's an important matter I want you to know about. It's here! It's new! It's designed for you! DeSoto! DeSoto is the car that's a revelation to ride! DeSoto Plymouth dealers now present it nationwide! So drive a new DeSoto before you decide! 
the 51 DeSoto. That's a revelation to ride. Yes, revelation is the word to describe the pleasure you'll get driving as well as riding in the great new 1951 DeSoto. All across the country, in every state and every city, car owners are proving this to themselves by getting behind the wheel of this proud new car. They're experiencing for the first time what riding comfort there is in DeSoto's brand new Auraflow shock absorbers and spring construction as these wonderful new features level out the bumpiest roads. They're experiencing the thrill of the new, higher-powered DeSoto engine with its extra get-up-and-go. They're relaxing on DeSoto's luxurious chair-high seats and knowing an entirely new feeling of security because of DeSoto's bigger brakes that stop you quickly and easily. And, of course, it's DeSoto that lets you drive without shifting. So no wonder... All over the country, they're buying... The 51 DeSoto, that's a revelation to ride. See it tomorrow, for sure. All right, here we go. Now, let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected familiar words beginning with the letter C. Now, here's your first question. You have $20. How much are you going to risk? Ten. You're partners okay. in this together now. $10? What do you call a student in a military or naval academy? It begins with the letter C. Cadet. Cadet. The cadet is right. You have $30. You're flying high here, Pappy. You got $30. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. How much of the $30 are you going to try? Well, we ought to try about $20, don't you think? All right. What do you call the freightman's car that is attached to a train? It begins with the letter C. Caboose. Caboose is right. Well, you're climbing. You have $50 now. All right, you got $50. Here's your third question. How much are you going to try? 45. That's right. Okay. 45. What do you call a crested bird of the parrot family? It begins with the letter C. Cockatoo. Cockatoo is right. Now you have $95. Grandpa spent a lot of time in the woods, I think. (laughs) He wasn't chasing elks all the time. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? Okay. 80 bucks. How much? 80 bucks. 80 bucks. What do you call the little colored pieces of paper thrown at parties and parades that begins with the letter C? (laughs) Confetti is right. And you wind up with a grand total of $175. Stick around, Sherry. I'll see you later. Well, Groucho, the secret word is still shoe. Uh, we invited some chefs from Mexican restaurants to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Roque Valdivia. His partner is a housewife, Mrs. Kathleen Duffy. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and you divide $100. It's a common word, something you have with you. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Kathleen Duffy. You're the housewife, huh? Eh? Yes, sir. Where, where are you from? That's a... Corsicana, Texas. Corsicana, Texas. I just needless to me to ask you uh, what uh, nationality you are. I mean, way back, I know you were born in this country, but Kathleen Duffy is really a good old Irish name, isn't it? Yes, sir. Can you speak Gaelic at all? <laughs> speak English? A little. Oh, well, that's enough for me. Huh? Hi, uh, where is your native uh, habitat? I just told you. Well, that saves me right for using words I don't understand. <laughs> I tell you, I, whenever I listen to Groucho Marx on You Bet Your Life, I just crack up because 
he was such a flirt, you know, but he got away with it because he was Groucho Marx, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? He got away with it, bro. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Try doing that today. See what happens. They meet. They'll meet to you, right? Yeah, Pretty unless quick. you're on real late at night. They'll meet to you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyway, that's uh, the first portion of You Bet Your Life, February 7th, 1955. Secret word is shoe. We'll get back to it. Stick around. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of the radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour holiday Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know, we um, we have over 100,000 radio shows in our uh, library. We have more than 100,000 shows, but over 100,000 shows licensed and direct from the master transcription recordings in uh, high fidelity. In fact, we're listening to one of them right now. Um, Groucho Marx, You Bet Your Life, direct from the master transcription. And we... We air those great quality shows each and every week, and we also put them in our Classic Radio Club. So if you are a Classic Radio Club member, you are uh, receiving 34 Classic Radio shows every month, more than one a day. And you can join the Classic Radio Club for only a dollar the first month and nine ninety nine a month thereafter on the digital program. It's a little more when you get the CDs sent to you, but we do offer CDs, and a lot of people do get these shows on CD, along with a PDF booklet that details the shows. It's really a fun club, classic radio club. You will get a lot of classic radio shows. You'll get our full podcast here um, each and every week with Lisa and uh, when my brother pitch hits, pitch hits it's um, my brother and I. And uh, all the games and fun, and Mike Costella in the bathtub with his uh, Mr. Bubble. And, um, yeah, we make it all available for you at a very, very low price. Um, we do Let's ha- just be clear. There's yes. no video of me in no, the No, there is no video. I have one. <laughs> my brother said he has one of you. That's creepy. Um, well, my brother's a little creepy. Uh... He can be a little creepy. Um, but anyway, the the Classic Radio Club is our main sponsor here. It's what helps keep this show going strong. So we hope you will uh, support the show. Join the Classic Radio Club. What do you get? You get 10 shows on either CD or digital download each and every month with a PDF of all the shows, uh, pictures of the stars. You get our full Hollywood 360 podcast. So that's another five half-hour shows a week. And then also the Radio Rarities. That's another show. So in total, 30 Four half-hour classic radio shows are sent to you by being a member 
of the Classic Radio Club. So I hope you'll join. To learn all about it, just go to our new and improved website. We just launched a brand new 2.0 of the Classic Radio Club website. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. We're listening to You Bet Your Life. Are you enjoying this, bro? You Bet Your Life? Yeah, Groucho I like Groucho. He's, he's funny. He's great. Uh, the secret word is shoe. Let's go back to February 7th, 1955 for You Bet Your Life. <laughs> what sort of work does your husband do? He's a personnel manager for CPS. CPS? Now, what is CPS? Well, that's California Physician Service, Blue Shield. Well, how'd you meet him? Were you, were you introduced to him? Well, there was more to it than that. Well, I hope so, but... Uh... <laughs> now, how'd you meet him, Katie? Well... I'll call you Katie, huh? All right. I, I named you after a railroad. <laughs> I was coming home one I'll afternoon. I'll make tracks for you later. <laughs> and as I came up the front walk, I saw this very nice-looking young man coming out the front door. And as he started down the front steps, I noticed that he had all of my silverware in his hands. And he explained to me that his mother had been having a dinner party or was going to have one. She had called my neighbor and had asked if she could borrow the neighbor's silver. So he had come to what he thought was the neighbor's house, but had gotten into my house by mistake and had picked up my silver and started out the door with it, and he wasn't a burglar at all. Were you disappointed? No. (laughs) You'll have to pardon me for being a little confused tonight. Somebody gave me a new boomerang for my birthday, and I've driven myself crazy trying to throw the old one away. What sort of work do you do, uh, Mr. Uh, Valdi- uh, Valdivia? Is that from a Mexican restaurant? You're from a Mexican restaurant? Oh, yes. Well, uh, buenas noches, senor. Buenas noches, senor. Uh, ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. ¿Y usted? I'm fine. I speak Spanish fluently, huh? Eh? <laughs> well, be careful what you say. <laughs> Where are you usted from, senor? Yo vengo de la República Mexicana, León, Guanajuato. Mm-hmm. So is that uh, with coffee or just plain? <laughs> uh, what is the name of your uh, establishment? El Coyote Spanish Cafe, 105 No La Brea, Los Angeles. Well, what do you what do you serve in your restaurant? Mexican food dishes for Mexican, Mexican dishes. dishes? Real Mexican dishes. Could you serve me a tall one who likes the smell of a good cigar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, specifically, what do you say? Like uh, chili con carne? Enchiladas, chili rellenos, tacos, and huevos y jamón. What time do you stop at Acapulco, huh? <laughs> now, let's take them one, uh, one. Did you ever hear the Mexican weather report? The chili today and hot tamale? That's an old joke. <laughs> Senior, why, why is Mexican food so hot? Well, it runs back to the history of the Indians that started growing the chili. The chili is very hot. The country is very warm. And the country, so Mexico is, is, a, is a hot country. It's a very hot country, Mexico. That's, that's odd, the because some, is, uh, some of my friends recently went to Mexico because it was too hot for them here in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to you, too, I know a great deal about Mexican food. Now, let's see if you know a great deal about these questions. You've got to run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,500. That's the DeSoto Plymouth big question. Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The young mother and the grandfather won $175. 
Let's see, Ohio, I can bill you $20. You selected fictional crime solvers. Here's your first question. You have $20. How much are you going to go for? $15. Talk right up, no, Katie. No, not too high. Ten. 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 All right. Sir, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle created what detective? Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is right. And you're on your way. You have $30. All right, you got 30 bucks. You're going for $1,500 tonight. How much is the 30 you're going to bet? 25. Talk up. 25. 25. 25. 25. 25. <laughs> How much would that be in pesos? Oh, that's a big figure, mister. I mean... Well, you got a big figure, too. <laughs> How much would that be in pesos? I have to get my pencil. This, uh... You have to get your pencil? What kind of time? <laughs> How much is that in pesos? One dollar is eight, eight dollar, eight, one... No, you figure it up. I'm not from Mexico, huh? That's a lot of money. Oh, it's a lot of money, huh? No, I don't have Earl Dabdigas created a portly Chinese detective who was the father of a large family. Who is it? Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan is right. <laughs> now you're flying to $55. All right, you got 55 bucks. Here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? 50. Talk up, Katie. 50. 50. This is really the melting pot, isn't 50. it? 50. 50. 50. $50 you're going to bet? Now, how much is that in pesos? <laughs> All right. Uh, Dashiell Hammett created a tough private detective with a secretary named Effie. He was also on the radio. Who is it? Sam Spade. Sam Spade is right. <laughs> now you have $105. That little Irish lass is a pretty shrewd cookie. <laughs> Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much are they going to bet on the hundred and five? What? Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. Won't we bet all? No. <laughs> I want to have a car fare to go home. I'll give it to you. Let's bet it all. Katie will give you a car fare to go home. Yes. How much are you going to bet? Okay, how much? Where do you live? Where do you live? He what? lives in San Diego. San Diego. All right, let's bet it all. Okay. Yes. You're going to bet $105? Now, how much is that in Mexican peso? <laughs> one to figure. I want you oh, to figure it out. Oh, that's 860 pesos. And uh, let's see, it's 860. It's uh, 900 and close to 1,000 pesos. That is. That's, yeah. You'd be loaded in Mexico, oh, huh? I'd be a man over there. You'd be a big shot over there. Okay, you'd be a mister. Here we go. Earl Stanley Gardner created a lawyer who solves crimes. His secretary is Della Street. Who is it? Perry Mason. Perry Mason is right. You also won two hundred and ten dollars. Uh, <laughs> how much is that in pesos? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to get my pencil. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later, kids. Uh, you Thank stick you around me. now, huh? Uh, Groucho, secret word is still shoe. Uh, we invited some airline hostesses and some jockeys to the program tonight. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Dorothy Goff, Mr. Gordon Glisson, and here they are, folks. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, to you bet your life. You say the secret word, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you have with you. 
An airline hostess and a, and a jockey, eh? Miss, Miss Dorothy Goff, is that, is that right? That's right. Well, where are you from? Uh... I'm from Seattle, Washington. Uh-huh. And, uh... <laughs> Somebody out there from Spokane. <laughs> <laughs> you live in L.A. now, Dorothy? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Which of the airlines do you do you work for, Dorothy? I work for Western Airlines. Uh-huh. You're the, you the jockey, Gordon? I'll call you Gordon, huh? Yes, sir. Where, where are you from? Uh... I'm from Winterboro, South Carolina. Are you married? No, sir. How old are you, Gordon? Twenty. Twenty, yes. What's your age, uh, Dorothy? I'm 22. You're 20 and you're, t- you're 22, huh? You want to know how old I am? Yes, how old are you? I'm not going to tell. <laughs> no, I just wanted to see if you cared. <laughs> how, how, uh, how tall are you, uh, Dorothy? I'm five foot four and a half. Uh-huh. And you, uh, how tall are you? Uh, I'm about four foot eleven. See, you're just about the right size for each other. <laughs> It's amazing how I get these perfect matches. <laughs> You're a very attractive girl, Dorothy. Are all airline hostesses as uh, pretty as you are? Well, the company makes it a point to hire girls on the attractive side. <laughs> well, I don't know which is your attractive side, but there's nothing... <laughs> there's certainly nothing wrong with the one I'm looking at. <laughs> Why do the airlines insist on attractive hostesses? Well, they think it's good for business. Well, it is. There's nothing like an attractive hostess to keep a man up in the air. <laughs> now, is there anything about your passengers, Dorothy, that, that annoys you? Uh, yes. Passengers who don't what? abide by the rules, such as... Such uh, as what? Not fastening their seat belts and getting on board with liquor... Smoking cigars and pipes when they <laughs> are only supposed to smoke cigarettes. You mean I can't smoke my cigar on your plane? Well, we use discretion and, uh... Well, I use tobacco. I, use... <laughs> I find it's far superior than discretion. If you don't annoy the lady passengers, you may. You mean I can smoke cigars if I don't annoy the lady passengers? That's right. <laughs> Well, in that case, I won't smoke my cigar. I'd much rather annoy the women passengers. I didn't know there was a choice. <laughs> By the way, Gordon, where, where do you do your riding? Uh, right now, I'm riding at Santa Anita. Uh-huh. Did you always ride at Santa Anita? No, sir, I ride... Uh, I have ridden practically every uh, track in the country, and... Is that I'd, so? I'd yes. like to see you ride the Santa Fe track to Albuquerque. <laughs> I was a jockey. What about you, Gordon? I, I presume you've had many thrilling experiences, haven't you? What's the biggest thrill you ever had? I guess uh, the biggest, one of the biggest thrills I ever had was uh, being leading rider of the country last year. You were the and, leading rider of the country? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, well, I'd have much more respect for you had I known that. Right? <laughs> and, uh, I thought you were just an apprentice jockey. <laughs> How about it, Dorothy? Are you beginning to feel uh, romantically inclined towards this young squirt? <laughs> am, I, am I doing a good job of bringing you two together? I think I like him a little older, a little taller, and more in my line of work. I see. Gordon, is, is there good money in horse racing? For oh, example, yeah. how much does a top jockey earn in a year? Well, most of the top riders earn anywhere from 75000 to 100000 a year. Really? Yes, sir. Did, uh, were you aware of that, Dorothy? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Gordon, as far as Dorothy is concerned, you just aged a couple of years. 
And in a couple of feet in height, and she just loves horses. <laughs> Dorothy, I'm only kidding. I know you're not interested in a man who makes a paltry $100,000 a year. No, no. <laughs> it's just chicken feed, a paltry $100,000. Paltry $100,000. Just chicken feed, a paltry $100,000. <laughs> If you think you're going to escape from that joke, you're a man. <laughs> By the way, that's some animal crackers. The Mexican weather report, chilly today and hot tamale. I didn't get any laugh at all. <laughs> didn't get much better this time. <laughs> I guess there's not much interest in the Mexican weather up here. Well, thanks to you two, I know all about horses and airplanes. And in the future, I'll be sure to keep both feet on the ground, and I hope you two are very happy together. <laughs> uh, let's see how well you make out on the quiz. You run your $20 into more than the other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,500 question. I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but Fenneman's off stage to remind our listeners. The Mexican chef and the housewife are leading with $210. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected capitals of states. And here is Fenneman. The Valiant. Now, how much are you going to bet on the first question? Five. $5? What is the capital of Colorado? Denver. Denver's right. Are you on your way? You have $25. Remember, now you're going for $1,500 tonight. How much of your 15 you're going to bet on your second question? No, 25. Then. 25 they have. How much are you going to bet on your second question? Shows you how much attention I pay to you. 20. 20? What's it? 15. 15. What is the capital of South Carolina? Columbia. Columbia is right. <laughs> You have forty dollars now. Forty dollars. Here's your third question. How much are you gonna bet? How much you have? Forty? Twenty. Twenty. What is the capital of New Hampshire? Mm. Talk it over. Talk it over. <laughs> I don't know. You've been flying the wrong route. <laughs> I have. I, I'm sorry, it's conquered. You now have twenty dollars. Oh, well, you only got twenty dollars. It's your last chance to be the other couples. You're coming on the rail now, you're on the inside, and you're coming through there, Gordon. It's your last chance. What is the capital of New York? Albany. Albany is right. You wind up with $40. You wind up with $40, and that means that the, the big... Mexican chef and the housewife with $210. How much is that in peso? <laughs> Get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. See you later, kids. Stick around for the big money, yeah? Here comes the winning couple, Groucho. The Mexican chef and the housewife all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. You know, if you should win this money, you're going to have to tell me how much this is in pesos. <laughs> well, maybe you better throw it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go for $1,500. I give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully. And no help from the audience. Here it is. A girl named Mary Ball became the mother of a famous American. For $1,500, tell me, who was Mary Ball's son? All right, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Douglas for Bank Jr. No, no, I'm sorry. It's George Washington. You're away. Oh, oh. <laughs> the correct answer is George Washington. So that means the big question next week will be worth $2,000. Well, you lost the big money, but you won uh, how much? $210. $210 in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight.
Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. Good night, folks, and remember... Now just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Start your car with your garage doors open and warm up outside. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. All right, that is You Bet Your Life, going back to February 7th. 1955, Groucho Marx, along with George Fenneman. And I remember watching that show on television, bro, to you. I do, You know, yes. the duck would come down. If someone yep. said the secret word, they'd be like, yeah, you know, big uh, celebration. They'd get an extra $100. Yeah, they'd get to split $100. Yeah, ooh, ooh man. Well, back then, I guess, yeah. you know, nowadays, 100 bucks. gosh, with the way uh, inflation, ugh, gosh. Oh, well. What are you gonna do? I guess I can complain, but it's not gonna not gonna get any Won't better. Help. Not gonna get any better. I had a text from a listener that said, uh, "Since you both are on the air, can you tell us a story about when you were younger?" So it got me to thinking. I don't know why this is the story I always think about when we were younger, bro. But you were sort of babysitting me, and you took me in your Mach One oh, car. I knew that was coming. Wasn't it a Mach One? Yes, yeah, it was a blue nineteen seventy. Wasn't it Mach blue? One. Yeah, it was. Blue. And and um, so he was babysitting me, and he went somewhere with me, and you were you went somewhere. I think it was by one of your old girlfriend's house yeah. or something. Yeah, and you're like over now, by St. Beatrice over there. Yeah, and you're like stay in the car. Yeah, and don't was get a, out of the car. But there was a reason why he wanted me to stay in the car because there was something wrong with your car. Right. So tell tell the the, the passenger side window front passenger side was off the track. A right. little bit, so it was hard to roll up and down. Right. So I it was told a little him, wobbly, right? Yeah. So I told them, "Don't get out of the car. Stay in the car." All right. So now I'm going. I go across the street. I park the car. He stays in the car. I go across. How, was, the how street. old was I about this time? Seven uh, or eight? Well, let's seven? see. It was around. Uh, yeah, you were probably about seven or eight. Okay. And uh, yeah, because I was I'm 12 years older than you, and I was about 20. Yeah, so you were about eight. Mm-hmm. So uh, I go across the street, visit someone, and all of a sudden I hear a big crash. <laughs> I look around, and there's my brother. There's Carl, all red-faced. <laughs> the window shattered in I got a zillion out. pieces. I was tired. I got bored, Mike. I got bored. I got out of the car, and I slammed the door. You know, I just shut the door. Yeah, it slammed and it, the door. And when I tell you that this window shattered, there wasn't a piece of window yeah. bigger than the tip of my finger. Right. Right? There was just, it was just everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I will remember, I don't remember you being that mad at me. You were mad, but 
you didn't get like you weren't like really mad at me or really. Well, what was I going to do? Beat up an eight year old? <laughs> yeah, he used to beat me up all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> we used to we used to you know goof around, but uh, no. But I, I will say that you know I probably would have. I remember you were like, I told you to stay, stay in, in the, the car. car. What the heck? Here's me. I don't want to stay in this car. I'm getting out of the car. Shut the door. Cut plash. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it wasn't a, one of your better days. No, there's a little reminiscence for our uh, from our listeners. When we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right. In our next hour, L. Jolson welcomes his special guest, Edward G. Robinson, to the Craft Music Hall from 1948. But first, we're going to need a Hollywood 360 listener contestant to play Name That Tune. And all the tunes are Frank Sinatra tunes. So call us right now. Be caller 11 at 312-642-5600. Caller number 11, 312-642-5600. You'll win a Twilight Zone radio dramas CD set. Call now. We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> 